Puzzle or Glam from Wigwam. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Rock on! Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. Did you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! This is Dr. Vincent West, and uh, we've got a great guest today. We've got Glam from Wigwam, and we're going to be talking about their new album, uh, Out of the Dark, which comes out February 10th on Frontiers Records. And how are you doing today, sir? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, So just to kind of jump right into this, um, this record, um, when did you guys start the writing process for uh, Out of the Dark? Too long after releasing uh, the Never Say Die album, actually, because we we weren't that busy. <laughs> it was before the Peacemaker, you know. So, and it was pretty hard getting gigs because of the pandemic. So, so you know, and uh, we we had some some uh, spare time, and Tron and I started to write on a new song, and the song's name was Out of the Dark. So, we pretty much started off with the with the title track for the the forthcoming album. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And as far as the recording process for Out of the Dark, was it any different than before? Or did you guys do some different stuff? Yeah, it was a bit different because uh, when we were supposed to start recording, the, you know, the, the, the recordings after we had written all the songs and you know decided which songs to 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 put on the album, we started the recording process and and Tron got got uh, COVID, so we had to postpone and and then he had COVID again oh <laughs> no oh it was, it was a it was a pretty much, much harder album to make than Never Say Die because with Never Say Die we, we recorded we wrote the, and and recorded the, the, the whole album without even having a, a record deal you know and we didn't have a release date and we were just like having a good time and we could use whatever time we needed because Everything was in lockdown, and we didn't have anything else to do. With this album, you know, we had both had COVID and uh, we, the COVID situation, and then sometimes it opened up, and and then I was certainly kind of busy doing all my shows, trying to trying to make do for all the the, the, the years without any income, <laughs> you know. So I was it was a bit harder to make, but at the same time, the songs, you know. They came easily. I mean, we, I wrote a lot of songs back home alone, and same with Tron, and and we actually managed to write our, the first song we have written together, the whole band as a team too, with Bad Luck Chuck. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and then, um, as far as uh, this big tour that you're about to embark on, um, how did all that come about? Well, after the. After the, the Peacemaker success, we, 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 
we found ourselves in a situation where we didn't have an agent at all because our agent didn't believe that the, the peacemaker thing would make any impact. So they decided to to kick us out of their <laughs> their uh, uh, rooster there and the website and everything, and uh, they uh, they cancelled everything. And uh, so we we didn't have an agent. But luckily for us, we found an agent in the U.S. because we really wanted to work work in the U.S. after that success, and we found Arm Entertainment and uh, a great company here in, in Norway as well, All Things Live, and and uh, this company in Europe. So they really wanted to book us as as fast as possible in the states because of the you know the peacemaker success, and we were actually offered to to go on on tour with Lita Ford and Winger. Uh, in the summer, but you know, being a, a European band, you need you know you need the, the working visas and everything. So and that really takes time now nowadays after the pandemic. Sure. So we had a tour coming up, but we couldn't make it with the wor- working visas. So we said okay, postponed everything and just booked you know uh, headline gigs and stuff like that in for the uh, January. But that process was too slow too, and now we have postponed it again. But now everything should be finally be in order for for April. That's awesome. That's that's great. I'm happy you guys are able to do that. It's really cool. Um, yeah, we're happy to. I mean, it's so it's so much harder for European bands to come over to the US to play than for American bands to come over here. I mean, there's a this whole thing about you know the working visas and you need to, to go and have interviews at the American embassy and you have you need to have all the dates you know they have to be signed and you know the, have been booked and everything and when they are booked then you can take it to 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 the department you know working on these visas and if there's a line like now uh, and chaos I mean we're left there in bad shit and we need to, to postpone everything so right. it's been a hard work but you know we learned our lesson the next time we're gonna go on tour we're gonna give it some extra time for, for the visas yeah excellent excellent and then as far as uh, Peacemaker did James Gunn reach out to you guys directly or how did that happen oh that was through uh, you know um, a sync company in the US that really wanted just to to try out, so to speak, the, the songs. So they wanted us to send stems, you know, layers and stuff, so they could try out the songs for for something they couldn't tell us anything about because it was a big secret. So we thought, you know, it would be like a commercial or something and thought, you know, hey, that could be cool. We could uh, do the, do you want to taste it, you know? Uh, could be anything, McDonald's, you, know, you really want to taste it? Right. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so, you know, that might be fun. But then it ended up being, you know, a peacemaker, and we were very, very, uh, of course, surprised and happy, and uh, and we knew that it was supposed to be, you know, the, the the introduction thing there, but we never knew how big an impact that would be. And I remember seeing, you know, the uh, the series. I mean, the first episode, and I thought to myself, "Wow, this is going to be something because right. never seen anything like it." And it only took some hours, and then we saw, you know, all the, you know all the songs on the, uh, Spotify that were peaking, and I started to started getting calls from Rolling Stone magazine and you know, all kinds of shit. That's cool. So you know, now something is happening now. 
But, you know, at the same time, I was dealing with this, you know, so happy. And, and, and people wanted to book us. It was like I was celebrating. But at the same time, you know, we don't have an agent. <laughs> when, this, when this is finally happening, we don't have an agent to take care of our business. So um, <laughs> there were there were some, some, some weeks there where we worked our asses off. <laughs> you, can, you can say mightily. Oh yeah, I mean it's got to be a whirlwind with it blowing the show blowing up like that for you. Yeah, yeah. But now finally it's 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 good. I mean we're finally at a point where we can start working, and you know the first our first Australian tour is coming up now next week. Awesome. We are very sorry that we had to cancel our you know our gig at the the Rock Island. That's the only gig that we could postpone because it's a festival. Oh, okay. And so. Uh, Vince Neil also had uh, to cancel because of COVID. We had to cancel because of the visa. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> it's pretty. It's all bad. I'm glad to go there with COVID and play the gig, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's run through this record real real quick. I'll bring the track up. You tell me just a little bit about it. What about the uh, title track, Out of the Dark? What can you tell us about that song? Out of the Dark was written written by John and me, and it was the first first song to be written for the new album and we just sat around with our acoustics and they hear this great intro there we started to work on and um, we before writing the song we had you know had to sit down and just talked about life in general and he had uh, just uh, got out of this relationship it was in kind of in a, you know really hard situation and uh, tried to, to, to look look at it in, in the most positive way and so that's what where the title comes from and that led us into a friend of ours that had been in a you know very bad relationship with domestic violence so that kind of brought brought that theme to 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 the table and uh, yeah more or less and the whole uh, whole theme in the middle there of the middle section was actually a Something I'd written, you know, uh, on my iPhones. Like, so, okay. You know, the audience feel I think that we brought into the the chorus. You you can hear it in the chorus. It's kind of you know, put in kind of weird, but at the same time, in the middle eight, it will 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 be uh, all in the front, you know. So I think it came out really great. It's a great way to kick the album off. Uh, what about High and Dry? What can you tell us about that one? High and Dry came off uh, in my studio. I was writing that. And um, that was after the Peacemaker success. I, I told the guys, you know, for this album, we should really we should really have some songs, at least, that, that isn't as hard uh, or as brutal or kind of, you know, a little dark, dark songs. We need need some songs for 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 the new for our new new listeners in the u.s and elsewhere that that was brought to us by peacemaker so i i just sat down and did this song you know pretty much in the same kind of tempo and with a kind of same same kind of beat you know but a totally different song and a different theme it's about you know uh the best the, the, I mean, the best revenge in life is to to make sure your life is great. I mean, people that that uh, hate you. I mean, <laughs> the, the 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 people that that really don't wish you well. 
the worst thing for them is just seeing you have a have success and to have a have a good life. So uh, so make sure to have as good as a life as a life uh, as possible. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And then what about Forevermore? What can you tell us about that track? Yeah, Forevermore is a is Tron song. I, I think he. On the last uh, last album, Never Say Die, I I wrote a song called Kilimanjaro, which was that album's kind of Western feel with all the acoustic guitars. Cool. And we talked about, you know, we should really have one of those songs on this album too. And and he had this theme and this song and the idea for a Viking theme. And so he wrote it and um, yeah, we kind of dug it. And it's not, it, 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 it's a great song, but sometimes it, it when our song did the vocals for the song, it didn't remind me of a kind of a typical wigwam song. It has more, more you know, uh, clips DNA or maybe you know, pretty mates DNA than the wigwam DNA. Sure. With a Celtic feel and everything, but it's cool. I cool to to bring that to to the album as well. Excellent, excellent. And then Bad Luck Chuck. It's actually going to become the next single. Oh, excellent, excellent. It's a great song. Forevermore is a great song. Uh, what about Bad Luck Chuck? Bad Luck Chuck, we wrote together, the, the, the four of us. We, we were in a rehearsal room and we were rehearsing for one of the f- shows that we did uh, on the Never Say Die small tour. And uh, we were just jamming and we thought, oh, wow, this is a cool theme and a great, great, uh, yeah, great song, maybe. <laughs> so uh, we, I had some, some cool. Uh, Cool uh, uh, melodies on it, and brought brought back you know the raw tape from the rehearsal room, and and uh, the melodies just came, and the 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 lyric too. I mean, we all have someone that we we know that you know uh, are complaining about their lives. You know, I have a friend, you know, complaining about you know he's never. He never, he never got a record deal, and you know, never got a hit. And you know, he has a, has a great studio and hundreds, hundreds of guitars and everything. And and when he complains, I tell him, you know, uh, yeah, how many songs did you write? I haven't done one yet, but I have a great studio. Okay, maybe maybe you should focus more on writing songs than having this great equipment. I mean, you don't need a hundred guitars to to write one great song. <laughs> I mean, it's right. my show off. Same with people that are complaining that they never find, you know, find a woman or never get married or, you know, okay. So well, how is that? Because every time you're you're at those parties where you could actually find someone, you're blind drunk, you know, who the hell would like to, to get to know you in a sure, situation exactly. like that? I mean, you are your worst enemy, you know, and, it's a song about one of them, the, them guys that we know. <laughs> awesome. What about Uppercut Shazam? That's one of the first songs we wrote for the album, and that was actually uh, Tron and me. You know, he he had this cool theme, and uh, I just brought it back to my studio. And it was one late night that just uh, cranked it up and uh, just blasted off in the microphone. I had just been watching the CNN, and it was just when. When uh, when Russia had invaded Ukraine, and I oh. was so fucking pissed that I was kind of drunk as well. I was just wow, I was bleeding in my speakers here, and I wrote a song about about you know that David 
where's this Goliath thing, you know? Right. That attitude that they have. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's also a theme for, for, you know, the the regular life as well. I mean, if you can't take it anymore, I mean, don't, don't let people bring you down. Right. It's a great song. What about uh, Ghosting You? What can you tell us about that one? Ghosting It. Now, that was a song that I originally wrote for maybe some later solo projects. I mean, that, or Ammunition, which, which, is, which is going more into the, you know, the 70s direction. So I, I, when I recorded that in my home studio, it was like, sounded more like, you know, the old 70s stuff, you know, looser guitars and stuff like that. And, um, I brought it to the table and the guys loved it, so we decided to 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 bring it into the the wigwam machinery and uh, it came out great. I think uh, it has that loose edges, even though it's it's in a wigwam style. And I remember telling Tron that I I heard something, you know, the almost like a talk box. So to to. To make him understand what I meant, I was asking him to just record a take with me doing this. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. He tells me, and after he had mixed the song, I uh, I uh, rang it up and complimented him for for finding that talk box sound. And yeah, great Tron, what you did with the guitar there. Yeah, it's it's actually it's not me. It's it's the it's it's you showing me what to do. (laughs) That's actually me just. Yes. Oh, okay. So you use that? Yeah, I use that. Okay, cool. It's amazing. And the lyric is about you know the whole. I mean, when you when you get older, you you are getting better at uh, you know choosing your friends and uh, maybe avoiding people that doesn't do you do anything good to you. So right. it's all about you know if you have have friends that are lying to you or even a girlfriend or a wife that that really doesn't respect you uh, enough to tell you the truth well maybe it's time to to send them away and start ghosting them awesome <laughs> you're better off better off without them that's amazing it's it's a really great song i love the lyrics it's fucking cool uh what oh, about thanks. yeah it's amazing what about the purpose what can you tell us about that one the purples. Uh, the purpose was a song that burnt, and Tron had uh, written the instrument, uh, an instrumental for. It was a great instrumental song. Actually, I thought it would probably be used for, for you know the, the instrumental that we normally do on our albums oh, because okay. we have, yeah. So, but I, I I brought it back home and and, and I was just uh, you know scanning along and to tell tell you the truth that the the, the the whole me- the song melody and and the lyric it it all came kind of in the first my first take on it you know I just put it on here and uh, it just came to me the whole whole segment the whole melody and, and the lyrics as well and it's about you know the, the typical relationship thing you know, I mean you 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 fight hard to find that person that you you want to have in your life and you want to share your life with and. We are so. We, I mean, we, 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 we work. We don't work hard enough to 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 keep it that way. 
it's so easy to to uh, to say goodbye. I mean, I mean, to to break up. I mean, not being happy. What the fuck is happy? You have to create happy. And right. if you have found someone that you can create happy with, then do it because, or else you just gonna find another one that you can create happy with and then another one you know use your whole life find people that you won't create happy with because you don't know what happy is happy is what you create and you create that together with a person it's not something it's not a given right it's not something that you are just handed over on a silver plate right that's awesome uh and then the next track the american dream yeah. what about that one yeah, the American Dream. That's that's uh, Bert's song. Uh, I was just uh, he, he had just re- he had recorded his vocals on it, and it was awesome. He's got this you know kind of lemmy kind of voice, so <laughs> the brutal voice. So uh, I had to go down, you know, I had to dig a bit to find find my inner Bert um, and find his kind of way of of singing because it it really needed that kind of vocals, so I couldn't do my my way of singing on it and uh, it's a brutal song it's great and uh, some I, I kind, of, kind of find it a bit more like a punk song kind of it reminded me of Turbo Negro or something like oh, that oh cool and it's a great it's a great lyric as well so uh, yeah it's a it's a really good song and then uh, 79 what about that one? Oh, that's beautiful that's one of my favorites on the album it's Even though it's a, a, a instrumental, I mean it's a it's a trombone homage to all his guitar gods, you know, <laughs> and being Gary Moore. It's a beautiful, beautiful melody, and it's it's uh, it's so emotional. And still, I mean, there's so much space, you know. It's not he has to put down so many layers, and yes, yes. Shows to to keep it to keep it real, so to speak. It's got some Thin Lizzy moments in there. I'm a huge Thin Lizzy fan. I don't know if that was on purpose. Or yeah, not. yeah, yeah. That's also where you get kind of the the, the Gary Moore vibe, you know. Oh yeah, very very cool. Um, and then uh, God by Your Side. Yeah, that's Flash's song again. And uh, <laughs> I mean. Uh, I decided way back that he really needs one song on every album. I love his voice, and it's a great way also for me on the shows to have have a break yeah. where he can take the mic. And, yeah, and uh, he has a he has a voice. He's so aggressive, and it's like got this kind of Gene Simmons meets Lemmy-ish style. Awesome! <laughs> I really love that. So uh, I think it's good that he has. At least one song on every album, and this was the one. It's amazing. And then the final song, "Sailor in the Desert Sun." What about that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a song I wrote with. Um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. You're familiar with Yorn? Yeah, I love. I'd love him. Yeah, cool. Because I, I I wrote the song for Yorn in the Eurovision Song Contest with a couple of guys that are, that I um I work with. Uh, uh, from two different bands in Norway, Eirik Renton and Shell uh, Orge Carlson, and uh, they great, great uh, musicians. And when we teamed up again after we had written this Faith, Bloody Faith for for uh, Yarn, we were originally kind of 
trying to find new songs for Yorn, and this one comes up, and uh, I thought it sounded more like a wigwam song. Uh, brought it to the table, and the guys dug it. So it's cool. It's about you know following your dreams. You know, never let anybody tell you what what you are gonna dream about or how you're gonna make it. Don't don't listen to your father's advice. <laughs> You'll end up. Uh, in an office, you know, doing numbers and so, shitty like, things. <laughs> 20, well, it's been probably more like, yeah, it's been about 20 years. I saw Yorn singing for Ingve in Vegas. Yeah. When they were touring. But did it with, really happen because Ingve doesn't really need, remember his name, right? Right. <laughs> I know that whole, th <laughs> I, I, that whole thing's crazy, but I, I fell in love with him. And oh, yeah, then, yeah, is great. and then he's he, my favorite singer. He, oh, he's unbelievable, and he's like everything yeah. I love rolled up in one. It's like Coverdale and Dio. It's like every great classic rock thing. Man, if you ever talk to him, tell him that the guys here at Phantasm think he's the greatest thing on the planet. I fucking love him. I, ah, as a, as an American fan, dude, he is amazing. I love him. I, I love his music. I love that you've worked with him, and I've been a fan for years. I think he's very, very talented. Oh, he is, and now he's he's saying he, he doesn't have a label right now. He doesn't have a contract, so oh, wow. he just finished up with uh, finished up with Frontiers and uh, searching for new new uh, ways of releasing music. I think, or maybe a new label. Actually, yeah, because I, I remember buying his stuff on like AFM. And you should also listen to his uh, his new guitar player, uh, Adrian. He's uh, he's from my hometown. He's like 22, 23 years old, and I also use him for my solo band. He's oh, that's incredible! Fantastic guitar player. Yeah, he's got this bluesy thing. He comes from the blues, you know. He's he's not one of those guys who goes straight into heavy metal and don't have a clue about anything. But this guy can play clap. And he plays, you know, blues blues solos. At the same time, he can crank it up and do the heaviest stuff ever. But you know, it would always have this melody and it, good taste and. The rock and roll vibe, you know. So that's incredible. So it's going to be interesting following uh, your, uh, you know, your new chapter now without frontiers. Well, I love him. I wish him all the best, and uh, I wish you I'll guys all the best, love. man. I think this record kicks ass. It's so good. Um, Out of the dark is going to be available on February tenth. From Frontiers, and uh, so I was going to ask you real quick too. What about the the cover for Out of the Dark? How did that happen? Oh, and, well, you know, it would uh, would be a fun thing to play with the you know the the, the comic thing. You know, the, yeah, yeah. After doing the after doing the peacemaker, you know, how about doing some comic stuff? You know, almost like Kiss Unmasked. You know, sure. I mean, we're we're put into that world right now. World right now, and. So we just had a photo taken when we did that TV performance in, in, in during the summer. I had some. I, I, I wanted us to fly, you know, out of the dark. You know, ah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I had the idea for for the cover, and I just had. I mean, I, I think it was the drummer's son who took the photo from upstairs with us, kind of like flying. I just sent this, and I sent that that uh, to a guy that did my. Uh, one of my solo albums cover. He did the uh, Smooth Seas Don't Make Good Sailors awesome. uh, album. It's a great guy. Ed, Ed, uh, 
uh, what's his name? Ed, uh, oh, Ed from, he's from Belarus. And great guy, but he, he, had, he had the wrong style. We really wanted to be softer and more into the typical comical world, world, world you know? So I got in touch with uh, this great guy from, from England, uh, uh, Steve. Drecker something I don't remember his name I think his name is Drecker okay awesome artist and he did the whole whole uh, booklet and in the same you know same style so very happy with it it's fucking awesome it looks so cool um, and one other question for you I'm not, not to keep you I appreciate you taking the time to do this um do you think you guys are going to show up in more Peacemaker stuff? Do you think there's going to maybe some different songs? Or obviously, the you're going to taste it. Obviously, I love it. It's the great way to kick the show off. But have you all talked about doing more stuff? I really with- hope so. I, I really hope so. We, we've been sending a lot of songs to the Peacemaker guys, and we've been in close contact with them. Uh, I don't know yet if there's going to be another season, because obviously I've... I've, I've uh, I've heard that there was something going on in the HBO Max uh, world, uh, but if there's a new Peacemaker, I really hope they will either use uh, in, uh, the, the "Do You Want to Taste It" again in a new dance routine with a new new <laughs> be awesome new characters or something would be would be great because I mean it's 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 such a great song for that that series, but. I have written a couple of songs, and uh, Tron has written a couple of songs that are very, very, can I say, peacemakerish. Right. <laughs> so uh, hopefully they'll use it either for this series or some other series. And the cool thing is, some of the sync dudes in the US they they really wanted more of that Swedish stuff, that Swedish sound. It's amazing that they heard on. That, but we're not from Sweden, sir. We're from Norway. Yeah, you're Norwegian. Norwegian. I'm about to say. <laughs> well, I was. Yeah, so I hope so. I hope so. I mean, you, it's easy to see what TV does for you. I mean, without the Peacemaker, we wouldn't be talking right now, and probably, and we sure wouldn't have been talking about our US tour coming up. Well, I'm so excited for you guys. Uh, got kids, go see Wigwam, pick up their new album, Out of the Dark. February 10th from Frontiers. Give it a spin. It's fucking awesome. And, sir, I thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, sir. And see you in April. Yeah, man. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.